first and the last. We worship you. We worship you from our heart, from our spirit. We come here to worship you, for you are God and we believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Just close your eyes and just tell them of your worship for him and your love for him. time it is a part of our worship and you know we give it as unto the Lord Jesus our high priest our great high priest we give it unto you Lord when we give our financial offerings it's unto you that we give our tithes and offerings Lord we give them unto you as part of our worship from a cheerful heart. We know you've said in your words it's more blessed to give than to receive. Thank you that we can learn to be givers, we can learn to be receivers. We thank you for the blessing you've given. Pastors can come forward this time.
We're going to have a baby dedication, and I'll have Dana, Becky, and Ruth, and whoever else of your family would like to join you, you're all welcome. We'll have you stand probably right over here. Thank you. <clears throat> and we have a little one named Ruth Allison, right? Johnson. We welcome you, Ruth, and we're going to dedicate you. Your parents are going to dedicate you, your family. We all are going to dedicate you to the Lord this morning. By the way, it's Grandparents' Day today, too. Did you know that? Happy Grandparents' Day, grandpas and grandmas, and you all out there, too. It says in Isaiah 40, verse 11, it says, He, our Lord, shall lead his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs, the little lambkins, in his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young and that's a promise of the Lord's covering over Ruth, but also over you as parents and the whole family of guidance. He will gently lead those that are with young. And his leading is there for you, his guidance as you bring up Ruth, Allison, in the Lord. And I do have a few questions first for Becky and and Dean. Becky and Dean, do you pledge to bring up Ruth in the fear and nurture of the Lord, to pray for her, to instruct her in the word of God, and to be godly examples to her? Do you promise that before the Lord? 
And I also have one for our grandparents and the rest of the family here. Do you pledge to make prayerful intercession for Ruth and for her parents and to be spiritual supporters and encouragers to both of them? What is your answer? And then also to the congregation. I would ask, will you also encourage and direct these parents and Ruth in the ways of the Lord as part of the family of Christ Jesus? What is your answer? Let's anoint her with oil and pray for her. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ruth, we anoint you with oil in the name of Jesus. That oil represents the Holy Spirit. I do it in the shape of the cross, which represents Jesus and his sacrifice for us. Maybe you can lay your hands on their shoulders here right now and you can just reach your hands out here toward them. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for this little one. For Ruth Allison, precious. Precious in your eyes, your parents' eyes, grandparents, family, and us. And now we dedicate her unto you, we consecrate her unto you. And by faith we see that day when Ruth will personally receive you, Lord Jesus, as her Savior in her life. And we thank you that your covering is over her, and your protection from sickness, from disease and accident. And we just pray for Dad and Mom, or we just ask them to promise that we know it's not in their own strength, but it's in yours. It's in your power that they can be parents, and also for the grandparents, too. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that strength because we know of our imperfections in ourself. So glaring sometimes, but we know that in you, in your strength, we can be your examples of this little one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Dane and Becky to stay up here or release the rest of you <clears throat> and McConnell's we'll have you come up here uh, Pastor Mark we'll have you come up too and uh, <clears throat> let's see I need the trying to give me the mic there Mark we have these folks are going to become members of our church family here today. And uh, what we do is we do have the requirement of that they're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to have them confess that before us here today and make that confession of faith in the Lord Jesus that they received him personally as their Savior. And so We'll just pass that on down. I have, I have received Jesus as my Savior. And uh, 
It's been awesome. He is great. God is good. I have asked Jesus to be in my heart, and he's my Savior. I asked Pastor Steve what I should say today, and uh, he asked me to prepare a sermon. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, I did. (laughs) He said, well, why don't you just prepare a sermon? (laughs) And so it all started in the summer of 1988. I won't take up long, but it did. I was six years old, and my dad, not, my dad told me not to play with the utility knife. And I did when he wasn't around. And I broke the blade. And so I hid the utility knife. My dad, suspecting that I had been playing with it asked me where it was I told him I didn't know and uh, a little while later he asked me again and by this time I felt pretty guilty so I told him where it was and uh, I said sorry dad you know and uh, it turns out that there was about 10 blades inside that utility knife that I could have just switched out and he would have never known that I was playing with his knife (laughs) but it was a good lesson and that night I received Jesus. Um, my dad prayed with me and uh, learned about forgiveness. So it's a good lesson. Do so you want me to say anything else? Uh, I think so that I have received Jesus I as think my that Savior. fulfills the requirement. <laughs> I've received Jesus as my Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up and reach a hand out here. If anybody does want to come behind them, that's fine too. Just to lay hands on them, but we're going to lift them before the Lord here together and receiving them. Lord, we do receive these folks into our fellowship as members of Ten Strike Community Church. We thank you for your hand upon each one of them. Oh, we're so thankful for each one. We pray you're covering over them as well, your protection. And we thank you that by your power, your empowering, they too will be in the place and places of receiving what they need in this local body, but also of giving. And so we thank you for that now. And we pray this. In Jesus' name, amen. You are received. Amen. Okay, turn it over to Pastor Mark here. Well, good morning. One last family thing we have to do here is to, uh, we call it an installation, but it's it's way more than that. it's not just plugging somebody into a vacant spot. Uh, during the summer, we had several changes within the church. People left to go do other things and uh, others having plans to. And the board and the personnel committee have been busy seeking new people that are called to ministry here. And uh, we found some. The board approved them. In fact, why don't we have the board members that are here come up and stand behind these these new 
laborers in the harvest, harvest field. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask uh, Steve as we, man, we could start, start at this end. Steve, to anoint Dane Johnson as our new children's ministry director for the elementary ages. Hallelujah. He's been working with Andrew already. And of course, when, when Dane signs up, Becky also signs up. I mean, it's like one signs on for something and your marriage partner, she's there too, right? All right. So they're in agreement with that. And, uh, and next we have Aaron and Dave McCannell. Uh, Dave's been around for a long time, Aaron too. And uh, Aaron has come into a place of team leader for the preschool, the preschool area. And Dave has her support. Every time I see Dave, he has three kids hanging on him, so he's got to be in that role. <laughs> Anoint them in Jesus' name. Anointed for ministry. And then uh, John and Jen Pomp both have new areas to work in here at the church. John is part-time office support coordinator. Anoint you for that position that you would be able to flow in that in the same way with Jen in team leader for the nursery area. It's so good to have people that are involved with kids in their own lives to be part of ministering to other young families. It's just a, a good place to be. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can put your hand forward, and we'll, we'll pray for all of this group, this team. This is a team working together. Thank you, Father. We thank you for each one represented here. We thank you for calling them, and we declare your anointing on them, Father God, in the place you've called them to. And we thank you for your spirit within inside of them, strong, Father open to your voice, seeking your voice daily, Father. We just declare that in the name of Jesus. And we say you're, you're free to have new ideas. Yes. You're free to bring forth new ideas and to make some changes. You're free to operate in those gifts that God has put inside of you. We just declare that those gifts would flow freely. And we declare you free to flourish in Jesus' name in these positions, to flourish and develop so that more will know how great our God is. We thank you for that, Father. We just declare that they'll go forth in your power, not in their own strength, but in your power and wisdom, Father. In the office area, in the nursery area, in the preschool area, and in the elementary age ministry, Father. Free to flourish, declared, and it shall be so in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated and... and uh, 
Children may now be released to their elementary classes. God bless you. You know, I brought this along with me this morning. I wasn't sure I was going to use it or where it might fit, but <clears throat> actually something I saw in the, the paper this week, it was or in the, the weekly byline or whatever it's called, it talks about the redwoods, redwood trees. Anybody else see this? A few of you? Uh, redwood trees in California. It says the mighty redwood trees have been called the Mount Everest of all living things, reigning over all other trees because of their overwhelming height and majestic beauty. Even though they grow to heights of 300 feet and can weigh more than one million pounds, these trees have very shallow roots systems, going down only three to six feet. The secret to their enduring strength and grace is that their roots intertwine and interconnect with one another, enabling them to withstand strong winds and floods over their 2,000-year lifespan. These magnificent giants simply could not make it alone. The story of the Redwoods points to a principle relevant to all of us. And that's very true in the body of Christ, isn't it? In the local body, as we work together, we cannot stand alone. And of course, our strength, it ultimately it comes from the Lord. But as our roots are intertwined together, as we stand together, united we stand, divided we Like the old song, I guess, huh? United we stand, divided we fall. If we ever have our backs against the wall, we'll be together. And that's how we'll stand. Amen? And so we stand in oneness together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lest I neglect or forget later, I want to welcome anyone today that's a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ to participate. If you're a visitor from another church we're going to be having communion the Lord's Supper together we want to welcome you to be a part of that with us but this morning the thought of new beginnings the Lord has new beginnings for us it says in Isaiah 43 verse 19 it says behold I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth you shall shall you not know it I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This thing of new beginnings. You know, we have new beginnings that come. Actually, today is the beginning of a new football season, which some of you, I'm sure, are keenly aware of. Others aren't aware of at all. New football season beginning today. National Football League. Uh, A new school year is upon us which some of you are very aware of. Some aren't that aware at all. But there's a new school year. 
Uh, you know, there's a new climate in the air, a new season. It got a little cooler this, this week, didn't it? Fall is approaching. These things have been set there by God. He's put them in place. Uh, we have the in the universe the solar systems, the cycles, the circles of new fresh beginnings. In fact, time shows that. We have new minutes, we have new hours, new days, new months, new years. New beginnings come forth. Fresh new beginnings. Actually, that word new, the Greek word in the Bible used for new, it means fresh or unused, something that is brand new or recently made. It also carries the idea of something that is even better or superior. The Hebrew word means fresh, new things. And the Lord brings new things. He's the beginning. You know, it says in, in uh, Revelation twenty two thirteen, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's the beginning. He's the beginning and the ending. You know, sometimes some things have to end. Well, in order for something new to begin, something has to end, too. Summer needs to end in order for fall to come forth. Sometimes there are things like it was talking about there in Isaiah 43 that are wilderness places or desert places where we're really looking forward to that change or that new beginning. But other times it's not so much that way, like summer to fall, maybe not, or fall to winter. But it's just that there are changes and cycles in life. I used to be the one that was there with the baby, dedicating a baby. But we're not doing that anymore, are we? Now it's the grandkids. You know, that's a different season in life, being a grandparent on this grandparent's day. It's something new, a new a change, a new beginning. And oh, we're so thankful for what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, what? All things are become new. What a new beginning in Jesus Christ. You know, I sense that we're into a season of... an, an unction of the Spirit in each of us we're in a, a new beginning in evangelism and the thrust in our hearts bring us out there for harvest the harvest of souls not of wheat well the wheat harvest is actually past but uh, wheat we're talking about souls people whose lives are changed for eternity the seasons of life the seasons of life they come and they go I was asking the Lord just last night I said is there some key to this you want this thing of new beginnings is there some key when we think of new beginnings like in the home or in the workplace or in the church or in the school new and fresh 
pathways. Maybe it's with our finances. Maybe it's with relationships. Maybe it's with God himself. Maybe it's in the area of our health or our children, our grandchildren. But just as clear as can be, it came to me, the word forgiveness is a key to new beginnings. It's not necessarily the case for everything, but in many things, what will bring the new place, the new season, the new beginning, is when I truly, from my heart, forgive you. Or you truly, from your heart, forgive me. Truly forgive. Truly forgive. Releasing that person. Releasing that other. Through true forgiveness. Where we've held them in debtor's prison. And the thought is, they're going to pay for this. What they've done to me. But removing that debt and saying, no, you're forgiven. And you know the source of all that kind of forgiveness, it all goes back to the sacrifice Jesus made again because he paid the debt that we owed. He paid it. Totally paid it so that we might be forgiven and freed of that debt of sin. And in turn, then we can be givers of that same forgiveness. It's blessed to give it's best to receive too. It's best to for, receive forgiveness. Have you ever been forgiven of something? I have. What a blessed thing that is. But you know what? It's blessed to forgive. And not only that other person is going to be helped by it, but I am too when I forgive. So forgive. This is a key to many new beginnings. You know, another forgiveness that's really important is to forgive yourself. I need to forgive myself. Holding myself in condemnation. Oh, I need to realize the great flow of that fountain of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes to cleanse me from all guilt and all stain of sin. And I need to realize that for myself, that I am forgiven. I need to forgive myself. I need to free myself in the Lord. And a new beginning will come forth Going to Isaiah 43, starting at verse 16. And this, of course, was spoken to the children of Israel originally. But you know what? The word of God is alive and it's profitable to me to teach me now. It says here, thus says the Lord who makes a way. He's the Lord who makes a way. The Lord who makes a way in the sea, and a path through the mighty waters. Now that sea can represent great obstacles in the pathway that God has for us. 
God's pathway for now, this next season in our life that's coming up. There can be obstacles in the way. And again, it can be in regards to our home, the workplace, the church, school, finances. You know, you can put in there whatever is applicable. Who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power? In other words, those people or circumstances set against us, he puts them down, he quenches them like a wick. As it says, they shall lie down together. They shall not rise They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. God will take care of our enemies and detractors that would attempt to keep us from fulfilling our destiny, God's plan for us. This is a word for you this morning, for each of us. This is a word for each of us. Verse 18 says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the old things this is so important not where is your where is our meditation where is your meditation today where has it been another check on that where have your thoughts been and then of course where do you, are your words because they follow do not meditate on the past the former failures the regrets the mistakes the false starts the what-ifs, the if-onlys, the sins of omission or commission that are you know, under the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's true. None of us is perfect. We aren't. It's just the way it is. We just simply are not. Children of Israel weren't. Neither is any one of us. You look over the people in the Word, in the Bible, You know, Moses, I tell you, he was not perfect. He had his wilderness experience too. The Lord brought the new beginnings. Maybe you're in a wilderness experience right now. Joseph, he had the jail experience. He was in prison. He had the dream, he had the vision of what God wanted to bring forth. There seem to be so many obstacles in the way. So many times, prison times of being bound. But he continued to look to the Lord, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And he brought him forth. He brought him through into that place of destiny. You look at David, the things that he went through. He wasn't perfect either. The word says he was a man after God's own heart. But he messed up terribly. But see, God brought him through into a place of new beginnings. And he can do the same for you. He can do the same for me. And that's what he's going to do. We just declare today in the spirit that this is a day of new beginnings for you. That's the day of new beginnings. We could go on talking about Peter and Paul, the same things in their lives, the things they went through, but you know what? They looked ahead. They looked toward the Lord. They looked toward the Lord. They didn't focus on the things they had done. Paul had been in the prison of religion. 
He was in other kinds of prison too. But he actually persecuted because of his, he believed he was doing right in persecuting the church and persecuting the Christians. He even probably had some killed. He was standing there when Stephen was killed. He was standing right there and was uh, confirming it, affirming it. But he looked to the Lord when the Lord came to him. And Paul said in Philippians 3.13, he said, Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended. The one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's where he pressed. He kept his focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to do today. We don't want to remember the junk from the past. We want to be in that place of forgiveness. And that forgiveness that brings new beginnings and it's beginnings of freedom and freshness and flowing with God and His Spirit. That's what we want to consider. That's what we want to have our focus on on him and his word and his promises. There's another thing the Lord just reminded me of that he just, as I was sitting here this morning, there's another thing. He said one was forgiveness, a real key. But then this is another thing he said, a new beginning that he wants to take the yokes where it's been yokes of works and religion in the sense of earning my salvation type religion. That's what I mean by that when I say religion, when it's not good. It's doing it in my own strength, my own power, earning my own way concerning salvation. That's a heavy yoke. That's a heavy yoke. It's a harsh yoke. And it makes us weary. It it makes us heavy laden. It's terrible. It's unrelenting. And what the Holy Spirit is saying is he wants to release us this morning from that. Release us this morning from that. He wants to release you. And he wants his yoke. And he would have you receive his yoke upon you. Receive his yoke. And he can show you exactly what area that is for in your life right now. <clears throat> and we will envision with God for the future. Envision with God, releasing the failures, releasing the condemnation in Jesus' name. If we're focused on, if we're beholding the things, if we're considering the things of old, those old things that have pulled us down, it'll bring only discouragement. But as we focus on Him, as we behold the new thing in Jesus Christ, it'll bring us encouragement and enthusiasm. We need to learn from the past and we need to let it go. Let it go. 
says in verse 19, Behold, look and see, I do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God will do a fresh, brand new thing in your life and mine. Even in areas where it seemed to have been a wilderness of confusion, like Israel was in, going round and round and round. A new beginning with that direction of the Holy Spirit. Or it might have been a desert place of spiritual desert. Dryness, stagnancy, a new beginning in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Receive it. Receive it. Amen. We declare that. In Jesus' name, a new beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in verse 20, The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. With the washing of the water of the word of God, right now in this season before us, the rivers of living water of the Holy Spirit, a new fresh flow of both for you and for me, for confusion and non-direction, we declare clarity of vision. For dryness, we declare revival and renewal. Do you believe that? Can you believe that? You know what it says in Acts 3.19, repent, and really that's that Greek word metanoia, which means to change your mind. Change your mind. Be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing coming from His very presence. Nothing between God and me or me and you. A fresh new transparency and forthrightness that comes forth from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And then it goes to verse 21 of that same chapter in Isaiah 43. It says, This people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. Oh man, it's a fresh new realization. It's not about me. It's not about me at all. It's about God. It's about Him. And having a new heart to declare His glory, a new beginning of declaring His glory and thanksgiving in life, exalting Him and worshiping Him. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just got to share this with you, too. We do have a new beginning on Wednesday nights coming here. And in your bulletin, you can see there's opportunities for you. Um, we have Source Point. It's going to be on Wednesday nights here, starting this Wednesday at 630. Uh, there's also going to be a meal available at 5 o'clock. By the way, there's also a meal here on at noon. Always good food. 
And there's, that's at noon, but also at 5 o'clock, actually, Grandma Pomp has a Bible study at 1 o'clock. The same, is it the same Bible study, I believe? Yes. And that's the one called Effortless Change, and it's really a focus on discipleship. And, and then um, Barb Palmer and Grandma Pomp are teaching that at night, and that's at 6.30, Communion with God around His Word. I was in that session last week. What a blessed time we had there with Pastor Dean Patro and Phyllis Talberg. And then also for three weeks, it's on the back page, we have Nuts and Bolts of Deliverance. It's a three-week class where Barb Junkie is going to be teaching that class. So these are options for us. And then, of course, there are Options for all the kids each night. The, the source point service is going to be held over in the fellowship hall, the old uh, sanctuary. And so I just want to encourage you there for times of refreshing in the spirit over there. That's, that's uh, a worship time from 6.30. That's starting at 6.30. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now we look toward this communion, this Lord's Supper, because you are the source of it all. God, you made a way to your very presence by Jesus' sacrifice. And as we commune together over this meal, we remember, we proclaim, we know that you brought a new beginning, a new season. You bring it to us today, a new season of intimacy with you, Lord, and with one another. And we remember you. We remember you. Right now, we remember you. And we give you thanks for this great sacrifice that you made for us. We know your word says, and the words that were written by Apostle Paul, to the Corinthians that he had received from you, Lord, that which he delivers to us, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take this, eat it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance, for a remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'll ask the ushers to come forward to help us pass these elements now. Again, we want to invite you, if you are a visitor today, to partake with us. And what we're going to do is they pass out these elements. We're going to just sit before the Lord, soak in His presence, and just receive what He would have for us. 
individually and corporately in this time of new beginnings that all, all goes back to the blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that comes through him. Hallelujah.
Did everybody get balance? <clears throat> Lord, we believe. We believe. Father, we believe that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, into this earth. That he lived here. He was born of Mary the Virgin. And we believe that he lived and walked here that he suffered for us he paid the price surely our sins and transgressions are covered by his precious blood they're actually removed taken care of totally forever the total answer for our need and we remember that today we're so thankful that you give us new beginning and we thank you for each new day that we can live now for you as your new creatures we also know as your body was broken as we even partake today that ours may be made whole and we would receive that wholeness in our physical being in our whole being body, mind, emotions in every realm any area that is stressing us and causing anxiety and that kind of pain we receive your wholeness, your peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, even today as we receive this and partake of your body. We eat this bread. Let's eat that together. the blood of Jesus Christ and we remember again we do this in remembering you Lord what you've done for us any condemnation you be gone this false guilt we forgive ourselves and we forgive others we just make that decision it's not based on feeling no 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 probably never happened decision I make as I receive your forgiveness Lord of all my sin because of your shed blood I also choose today to forgive everyone that has hurt me I forgive myself We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. 
We worship you this morning. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just let you know there is a meal prepared, a further fellowship in Fellowship Hall. We also ask the altar ministers to come forward at this time if you have need of prayer with a brother or sister here.